0: Hello and welcome back to another Buffy podcast. I'm Trevor and I'm Kristen and we are going to geek out about Buffy. Today's episode is season five, episode four. Out of my mind. Boo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, this boo, to... <laughs> boo
1: and woohoo, I guess.
0: <laughs> boo and woohoo. It's the it's the beginning of an end and the beginning of a beginning. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Um, the beginning of a long thing. Um also I always like I always see out of my mind and I think of Out of This World, mm. the Bush song. Mm-hmm. Out of our head. Out of our mind episode and uh I'm always like, this is too soon for that. I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. This is different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyone following along and not watching along, this is the episode where Riley is going crazy. He's got super strength. His heart's beating super fast. And the Scoobies are trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, Spike is determined to get the chip out of his head.
1: Yeah. And Harmony's back, which is fun.
0: Harmony's back. Harmony is very fun in this episode. Um, Also, fun fact. This episode opens the the opening shot of this episode is I and I was I talked I, you might remember Kristen when I did that into the Slayerverse animation. Mm-hmm. I wanted to end on this shot and I couldn't remember what episode it was from. I was like mm. there was a shot where Buffy was hunting and you see the graveyard and then she's like on top of a thing. And then that's how I ended the Slayer verse. It's like yeah. she's saying her final lines, and we're panning a graveyard, and we see her. So, fun fact: this is the shot that that was from. So, <laughs> anyway, we open on Buffy hunting, which is great. I I love this whole journey for her in season five. Her
1: season five journey is fantastic. I especially love the early episodes of it because I think it's the next episode once we like finally meet Glory. There's like a lot less training, and it's a lot mm-hmm. more like immediate working to like defeat glory but yeah. these training um episodes like where we get a little peek into like what she's doing and like how it's going those are really fun
0: yeah and and her seeing like it's one of my favorite all-time favorite things of the entire series the moment of her seeing that a vampire is about to come out of a grave and catches up to him yeah. and literally stakes him as he comes out of the ground. And then the other one, she's like, she's so on it. And yeah. like this hyper-focused Slayer mode is so cool. I, I just good. fucking love it so much. And then and then immediately ruined by Riley. <laughs> like comes, dude, It's so funny too because Riley and Spike do the same thing and I am not mad at Spike. I'm like, you're hysterical. Riley, yeah. go away. <laughs>
1: well, because also it's it's all about the intention. Yeah. Because it's so clear that Riley is like trying to prove something. Yeah. And Spike is bored and he wanted a fight. So he went to where the fight was. Right. And it's so clear. Like even without, I feel like even without knowing all of the future stuff, like all of the future relationship stuff, that's so clear in this moment that he's just like, and even it's even in his explanation because Buffy's like, what are you doing here? And, He's like, I imagine the same thing you are. I wanted to have a fight, you know? Before bed, Before yeah. bed, like, does that not, is that not what we're all doing? Right. I thought that's what we were all doing. What's going on? And so, I, I especially love the moment where like, Riley tries to step to Spike, and Buffy just gives him a look, and Spike yeah. immediately clocks yeah. in and is like, mm, looks like Ooh. you're not welcome either.
0: You shouldn't be out here when she's patrolling. Oh, I saw that. Looks like neither boy's entirely welcome. You should take him home, Slayer. Make him stay there. I've got knitting Eagles you can borrow. What
1: and sucks he's not to suck for you.
0: And it's funny because he's not poking at it. Like yeah. he sees Riley as competition. He's literally no. just like, ooh, that's ah, fascinating. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so funny, and like I just Riley is also just sort of like an overgrown puppy. So yeah. it's just like every every piece of like uh like social energy that Riley is putting out. Into the universe, I don't like it.
0: No, I don't like any
1: any part of it.
0: He's awful in this episode. Yeah. Um. I love Buffy saying, "I just saw you taste your own nose blood, so I'm fucking done."
1: <laughs> he's like, <Look>. <laughs> it's like what? What? That's what I do. He's. I mean, <laughs> it's gross, but
0: and look then, at his uh, face,
1: though. Yeah. <laughs> his face <laughs> so is so <laughs> handsome.
0: Um. And then they, Buffy and Riley, are walking away. And Buffy jokes, well, we could just kill Spike for the fun of it. And Riley legit looks like he he's down with it. And Buffy's the one who's just like, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Walk away. I um, just also
1: like it's it's something that like they they only touch on it a couple of times. And I think we've talked about it maybe once or twice. But like, I think it's the, it's the thing that's such a big difference between the Scoobies and like Riley, but like the initiative as a whole. But Riley specifically We're like, because even even so, no, it's Riley specifically, because even like Graham knows that Spike is out there, that Hostel 17 is like out there and escaped mm-hmm. and everything and and graham is in this episode and at no point is he like while we're in town we're gonna kill Hostel 17 Th- like that doesn't matter to anyone right. else anymore except for riley and the, the main difference is that like buffy and the scoobies are like he's too pathetic to kill like he's right. he's too pathetic and he's also defenseless so it's not a fair fight he can't like just walking up to him and staking him would be psychotic like you can't right. you can't do that it's like It's literally like going outside and like killing a squirrel or a raccoon that's in a cage. You know what I mean? Like that you caught. And Riley does not subscribe to that.
0: No, he's like, I'll kill him in a heartbeat.
1: Exactly. And it's also like, it's not even just that because that is true. He would just do it. But it's also he gets it gets to be from like a jealousy and a rage place. Mm -hmm. And that is just even more disgusting. Yeah. Ugh.
0: completely agree yeah barf <laughs> so gross um, and then I, my favorite end to the scene is Spike talking shit and falling in a grave I <sighs> love him so much <laughs>
1: he's so bad at his job
0: I will know your blood slayer I will make your neck my chalice and drink deep
1: ow <laughs> He's just such a doofus. He's like, I'm
0: going to get you, Slayer. Yeah.
1: And he falls straight, like face forward too, yeah. like straight <laughs> into to the grave.
0: He's so lovable. Um, and then so I had this thought when the main titles came on, it would have been so funny to me if they had just incorpor- like, reshot scenes that we know from the main title with Dawn in them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like
0: Especially because there was no way for anybody to go back and check. Uh-huh. So, like, to, especially in this time when they're just fucking with everybody, like, Dawn's just been here the whole time. Yeah. And to just, like, hammer it home, huh? I would have loved that so much. If it would have it been really like, funny. Yeah. It's just yeah. like you see a, 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 something from the witch and then Dawn's in the background like, ah! <laughs>
1: like, so, because that's actually a very interesting thought because I believe, like, if we're taking everything, you know, Everything as it stands, I believe that Dawn would have met Spike the same at the same time, like roughly yeah. the same time, like at parent teacher night. Right, Dawn would have been there because what Joyce can't find a sitter, so she takes right.
0: she takes her Dawn with her yeah. to
1: parent teacher night, and so I think that Dawn would have also been there and like how wouldn't that be so interesting to mm-hmm. like because then they've had like you know a relationship the whole time as well yeah where like every time spike's been around don has been there i think it would have been really really funny to that for him to be like i remember when you xyz and it's like no you don't <laughs>
0: there you go
1: what come on <laughs> but that is a really yeah. funny notion though i've thought about that i think there's some fix around that like either where Don has been there the whole time, or when like they talk and like they they're realizing everything, and Spike is like yeah. thinking back on the memories. Yeah,
0: that was actually I I tossed around. I might do it just as a fun aside. I tossed around the idea of um uh, for my real me art piece. I was gonna take a bunch of my art pieces. And, and and put Don Dawn in it, and just like make it make it just like a pile of them on a table but then I I didn't do it because I didn't want like one of my art pieces to require having seen all of them, all of them so yeah. I did I did what I did but Yeah just do I it as a fun aside. As an alternate, just, like, yeah, yeah. that would be fun. <laughs> or just like re-release. I'm like, "Oh, remember when I did the witch and just have like yeah. Don hiding behind the cheerleader?" <laughs> <laughs> um but uh anyway, so Buffy and Willow are arguing over the French Revolution, it's very cute. This was the guy who declared the rights of man, and then the next thing you know, he's killing Giraudin like it's going out of style. Well, you're totally missing my point. Now, I agree that Marat wasn't a real martyr. But the death in the tub, the neck wound, all that blood, just a little more fangy than knifey. And Charlotte Corday wasn't a real martyr either. Buffy?
1: What? Listen to us. We're arguing, we're having a debate about a college lecture. I have dreamt of this day since forever.
0: I think the French Revolution, they say French revolutionaries, uh, I didn't really clock Yeah, I think
1: about. I think that's correct.
0: Um, and then Xander is doing construction in the magic box, and Giles has the slightest of praise for him. I kind yeah. of wish it was a little bit more, where he's like... Well, I must say, I'm very impressed. Yeah, carpentry is pretty cool. Yeah. He needs more, Giles.
1: He needs way more than that. <laughs> he needs so much more.
0: It's just... Um, but, but, you know, I, I it, also, it gave him something, which is good.
1: Yeah. And it also goes to what I was saying in the last episode where, like, I just think it totally checks out that Xander does construction and, and that he's into carpentry because he's just, like, yeah. building a bookcase or, like, a display case or whatever. I don't know. It makes sense to me.
0: Oh, yeah. It makes sense. And it's all it also works perfectly for the show. Where it's yeah. Like,
1: well, how, how are you getting all this free labor?
0: Um, Giles tells Willow about the news. He's like, it's all the same if you're not a snob, basically. Which yeah. Which is pretty damn funny the, about
1: the it's like salamander eyes versus newt eyes or something yeah yeah
0: and then we get a cute little tarot willow moment where tarot reads her palms and they're just cute and flirty uh and then riley attacks okay so <laughs> kristen just <laughs> face planted um, why is he even fan, back okay.
1: there who is, you so, don't even go here I, you don't even go here it's so obnoxious
0: like so riley jumps buffy when Giles is trying to surprise her in this training room he made, and aside from him being annoying, he ruined the moment. Like yeah. Giles, Giles was showing her this cool thing that he made, and Riley's just like, "Let me make this about me." He's like, "Go away." You it's already admitted that she doesn't on, love you. Yeah,
1: it's it's because he's essentially on crack.
0: Yeah, he's and just like, he ah. just is
1: like. Too excited. I just it's too, too much. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. He's
0: bad. But thank you so much. I mean, it's just a start. You, know, you need a proper space to train. So. I love it. So come on, let's test this puppy out. Think he can take me, um, he's bad. He's just yeah, bad. <laughs> he's just really bad uh i just i I have like four notes in a row where it's like riley really ruined the moment riley this is not for you go the fuck away riley i just i I got really mad watching this scene he
1: has the nerve to say do you think you can take me like yeah bitch she's done it before she's done it like four times before
0: i need him to leave
1: Ugh. there's like six i apologize to everybody who's listening there's like six episodes left with riley
0: and they're not they just get worse We'll try, to, we'll try not to harp on Riley too much just because nobody yeah. – I don't think anybody is really a Riley fan. And so, like
1: – If it's, it's not, not a not- Riley-centric – this is a Riley-centric episode. Yeah. So if it's not a Riley-centric episode, I'll do my best to curb my thoughts. But I yeah. can't with this. Not if that – n-
0: yeah, well i just want to clarify it's not in defense of riley like no. poor riley we don't want to harp on it it's just like it's annoying to hear us constantly yeah. it's talk like when well, we
1: got that one comment like early in season one where they were like you guys talk a lot of shit about xander and i was like xander needs a lot of shit <laughs> talked about shit him talked in season about. one
0: <laughs> <laughs> um and then we go to spike watching dawson's creek which i fucking love oh Pacey, you blind idiot can't you see she doesn't love you? Because I of was also watching Dawson's Creek at the yeah. time, and Who I wasn't? was
1: we all were fully,
0: fully in, fully team Pacey. Well, um, okay, he,
1: he, there... he calls
0: Pacey a blind idiot, but it was also in the time of the show where where um, Joey. She was trying to
1: choose between Joey, yeah, and and she didn't realize
0: how she felt. Like it was very unclear. It was like, oh, where's this going? But eventually, like season four, I want to say three or four, you're like, she loves Pacey. She She needs to figure it out. She,
1: she, one hundred percent loves Pacey. Um, and so, but I do like that. Also, there's no context. If you're a Dawson person, I'm not sure why you're listening to us because there is no correlation between (laughs) Dawson and anything we have expressed fondness for. Um. (laughs) He's just truly awful. He's the worst. He's so uh, yeah. It's Sorry, a no for ap- me.
0: Apologies to any of our listeners no. who are not. No which apology. I, don't think I do no. not
1: apologize. <laughs> you need to look at your life and reevaluate. <laughs> no, no. We love you. Stay. <laughs> I mean, you can stay, but I don't apologize. <laughs> um, <sighs> But oh. yeah, I do love that moment too because I also I like this moment especially in relation to um like Angel and his behavior because I like that Spike engages with the world. He's watching a current TV show and yeah. he is emotionally invested in yeah. the the central relationship of this modern TV show. And I just think that's really funny when you juxtapose it with um, Angel, who like by this point in Angel is getting more out in the world, but like doesn't just watch TV for funsies, you know? No. And I I really appreciate that that moment about it. And I think it also is a really fun um, just kind of insight into who Spike is as a person, especially before we've gotten to the Fool for Love episode, because I think this paints him as a romantic, like a kind of hopeless romantic because, you know, the relationship at the center of Dawson's Creek is, you know, quote unquote, supposed to be Dawson and Joey, the like boy and girl that live across the creek from each other and like Pacey's from the wrong side of town and he's kind of a screw up and all of this stuff. So I think I like what that says about, about Spike well, as a character.
0: It, it also like shows a parallel too because Dawson is the Riley of yeah. that relationship and spike spike is the pacey and God, spike i almost is like... feel
1: like that's a little bit mean to dawson because
0: <laughs> <laughs> dawson has some redeeming qualities especially by the end you're like yeah right. especially
1: by, by the end it's fine but like <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah um but yeah it, there's definitely some parallels there um i'm sure it was probably just like a fun because that i you know they didn't know where dawson's creek was gonna go so i'm sure at the time it was just just a fun little you know yeah. on the wb mentioning another show um but it is very well. Also,
1: um, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller has a like a relationship with Kevin Williamson who, uh, like created Dawson's Creek.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know, but that. he
1: also did like Scream, and I know you did last summer and stuff. So, like, she's oh, been in gotcha. a lot of his gotcha, projects. Gotcha,
0: Um, and then Harmony shows up, she thinks Buffy's hunting her, which is hysterical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> has Buffy gotten to you yet? I saw her patrolling just now with a steak. She won't give up until she's killed me to death.
0: I, I love how Spike is being all vague, like, you'll do anything, will you? And she's yeah. like, oh, you mean, like, sex? Yeah, whatever. Yeah,
1: for like, sure. That's <laughs> <No>, fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Obviously. Um, and then Riley and Buffy post-sex, Riley is all revved up and ready to go. And it's like, just stop. And it, uh, also, it's weird that like Buffy didn't clock any. This is out of nowhere. Like yeah. he wasn't like this at all in the last uh-huh. episode. And I'm like, why are we not being like, what is up with you? Why all of just, a sudden are you like, yeah, this is what Riley's been like for an entire just, year. Like,
1: swatting at him going, stop trying to fuck me. like, Right.
0: Yeah. Like, Go ugh. away.
1: Ugh. <laughs> also, uh, she says, she says, mm, that was so relaxing in like uh, yeah. the least relaxed voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That was relaxing. <laughs> it sounded so
0: unconvincing when she was so like, that was so relaxing.
1: <laughs>
0: and he was like, let's go again. And she w- she was trying to look for the words of like, I'm not interested. No, thank but you. But it was just like, I guess. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd really rather do almost anything want,
0: else. <laughs> if you want to try again, sport, let's do it.
1: Sport. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dawn man.
0: brags about making a substitute cry, which is a little like dark i was just like she was like every kid tries to make the subs to cry i was like do they this is, that sounds fucked up
1: it does oh sound God. pretty fucked up i always preferred having a sub because we always like watched movies or whatever so yeah i'm always I like, like i, love well, I want subs. this sub to come back like don't yeah. give me a pop quiz and let me watch a movie yeah
0: you want a chill sub that doesn't give a shit and you get yeah. a whole day off it's nice let me watch um, a movie
1: that is only vaguely related to the subject f- right. of the class
0: <laughs> well you guys are watching history here's uh
1: (laughs) yeah let's watch the patriot yeah there you go it was always something like that
0: (laughs) um and then joyce has a spell drops her plate and asks Mm -hmm. dawn who are you and collapses and let's uh...
1: um let's discuss the real uh bad thing in this episode which is that dawn wants ketchup on her omelet
0: (laughs) the monster
1: i can't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the real problem that yeah, And
0: she went out of her way to make sure we knew
1: yeah and I want ketchup like, don't forget okay. ketchup uh,
0: it'd be I, one I, thing I if we just watched her pour ketchup put on it on fine but she's like, like no oh, yeah.
1: I want ketchup sure, on my yeah. eggs now I understand that's a personal preference for me and a lot of people do it I think ketchup on eggs is repulsive isn't and it
0: I, like a British
1: thing I don't no? know they have a know. lot of repulsive food <laughs> maybe
0: no offense <laughs> to our British audience I don't no, I don't know
1: <laughs> they think a lot of our food is is yeah. disgusting too like when we say biscuits and gravy they're like ew what why are you putting like savory gravy on scones and every time yeah. I hear that I have to be like scones and biscuits are different in America relax yeah. but I just I can't with the ketchup I can't yeah ketchup on eggs it's a no for me
0: it's bad I That's had a friend why. in
1: high school who put syrup on her eggs I can't no. That's i can't good. do it no that's
0: why joyce drops the plate she's she wants ketchup she's, and like, I she's like you can't do
1: this you can't either. have shit
0: oh <laughs> uh, no what we missed bad. was
1: was joyce like actually totally just yeah. throwing <laughs> the plates down she, she didn't <laughs> she drop throws them, them she, she said throws them at it. dawn. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a whole subtext of this scene guys um no, it's uh, it's it's really sad, and she falls, and and Don calls the hospital, and then we go to the hospital. I do uh, love
1: where... that tiny moment of um competency from Dawn, though, that she like it takes her like ten seconds, and then she like immediately calls. 911. I do, yeah. I
0: do love that. I I actually get getting, getting real for a second. I had uh, a scary moment like that with my dad. He was out here visiting, um, like. Eight years ago, I want to say, um, and he had a stroke. Oh a, God, a seizure stroke. They still yeah. weren't sure which one it was. Um, but I went to wake him up in the morning to go to the airport, and he wasn't answering the door. I was knocking, knocking. So I like slowly opened it, and he was just face first on the on the ground. Wow, with like white foam coming out of his nose. And so, and I just panicked. I was yeah. not like done. I just like <laughs> froze. I tried to wake him up. He wasn't yeah. waking up. And I just ran down to Stacy and was like. I couldn't get the words out. She's like, what? And I was like, I, uh, my dad, like, I oh, just like, yeah, I yeah, was not good know. in a crisis. <laughs> yeah, you never know what you're going to do in, in a
1: situation like that. Yeah, That's super she, scary.
0: She, yeah, she, she came to the rescue, which was great. Um, I'm Hopefully, I'll be better. I've been better with the kids. Like, whenever the kids are in trouble, <laughs> yeah. I, I jump to it. But for some reason, seeing my dad like that just, like, broke my brain. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyway. Don mm. is uh, R- R- Buffy and Riley show up at the hospital, and uh, we see Ben for the, for first, the first time. For the first time, yeah. And he is, he's just a random extra, you know, he's just like a, a random extra that's going to show up every once in a while. And a uh, random he's extra really fun. who has
1: a name, and, yeah, and, who has and a name. already has a rapport with Don. Right.
0: Yeah, he's uh, you know, that's it. He's he's just a really cool guy. Um, Don hears Riley's heart going bananas. And I okay, I.
1: I really like this moment, too. And these are the moments where, like, when people when people are like, I hate Dawn, she fucking sucks wall to wall. I'm like, I disagree because it's like, especially right on the heels of the 911 call. And then this where she just is being like a genuine genuinely curious 13 year old and she's ben has given her the stethoscope to like try to calm her down just to like give her something to do and play with and like fidget so she listens to his heart and it's normal she listens to buffy's heart and it's normal and then she listens to riley's heart and it is like a fucking hummingbird yeah. and i i just think it's like the fact that dawn is the one that noticed and mm-hmm. said something and the fact that she said something right. i think is important i don't know just the whole thing people People who say Dawn is just terrible 100% of the time, I'm like, you I feel like you are letting the moments where she shrieks at everybody to get out of her room and like Dictate super that, yeah. Im- yeah, super imposing that over all of her behavior in a way that is not accurate. It's
0: yeah, I posted a thing on Twitter where it was like it was a reminder um that Don, I won't spoil it here, but anybody on Twitter saw it, where it was like Don did, Don was about to do the thing first that Buffy does at the end of yeah. the season. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, just a reminder, like Don isn't just this annoying teenager no. who just yell- yells all the time. Like she's this very brave young woman who, like, yeah. is you know the sister of a Slayer and went through a lot of trauma. And, and she uh,
1: just, I think she also her character development is really great because, like, especially it's like early in season seven when like she and spike are together for the first time again. And she literally looks him dead in the eyes and says, if you do anything again, you're going to wake up on fire. And I think that is like, that is some character growth. She wouldn't have had the balls in, in season five to do something like that. But after she's seen so much later, I don't know. It just makes sense to me. And I think Donna's great.
0: I, I loved, like, she, she called, she called, immediately called the hospital, which yeah. we've already established <laughs> is better than what I did as a grown man with a family. <laughs> um, she, she was better than, and, and then she told them about uh, Riley's heart. She also gives Buffy the idea later, which we'll get to in the scene. Yeah. Like, she does so much in this episode to help, and mm-hmm. she continues to. And the moments when she does scream, get out, I'm fully on like the first time that she doesn't the get out get out get out yeah. is after a mind blowing traumatic thing. revelation. Uh, I would do the absolute same thing as a grown man, like yeah, I would oh, scream at everybody too. to get away from me, like
1: yeah. I think it's just also like I think people just got annoyed that there's like a child character on this show now, and it's like yeah. I understand that you know it's like this is your you know. A precursor to True Blood kind of thing. This is like your sexy vampire show, sexy funny right. vampire show. You don't want like a child on it, but I think she j- actually brings like a depth to the storytelling and the character drama.
0: I can't remember if we talked about this in Real Me, um, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure we talked. We we definitely talked about it offline, you and I, where it's like Dawn. I think the the curse of Dawn is that she's a child playing a child Mm -hmm. on a show in a world where we have young twenty somethings playing sexy teenagers. Sure. And so it's like everybody's used to these like a charisma carpenter who's like Mm twenty eight playing a teen a gorgeous teenager who's like mature and blah blah blah. As opposed to someone who's an actual kid playing a kid, the way a kid's supposed to be played, and they're like, "What yeah. the fuck is this?" I'm like, "She's just the she's the most accurate accurate portrayal of what a kid is because and you're she's just su- annoyed." <laughs> yeah, she's
1: supposed to be like 13, and I think yeah. she was like maybe 15 when she was filming all this stuff, um, like 15, 16, 17. Like, I don't know that she turned 18 on the set of this show. I don't I'm, not, so. I'm not, I'm not 100 about that, but regardless, I think you're totally right. It's like. The un the unfortunate thing is that like we've always had twenty somethings playing, you know, yeah, g- high school kids on every show we've ever watched, and so it is sort of dicey and weird when you finally get an actual teenager playing a teenager, and you're like, what the hell is this? Right. What this the hell is what this in my sexy teen show? Like this I is think, not what I want.
0: I think that's honestly the that's the biggest, like it's a huge problem in general like because I I was thinking about it not to go on a huge side tangent but I was thinking about recently where it was like this idea of teachers and students and Mm. like that whole trope happening in television a lot and a lot of the time you know it's like especially in Dawson's Creek it was like this romantic sexy thing and it's like I think when it happens in real life especially when it's a woman teacher and a uh, male male student, student then it is something where people are thinking about what they've been kind of inundated with on television which is these adults playing yeah. teenagers as opposed to like i think i mentioned it to you it was like imagine angel, like buffy played by michelle Trachtenberg, yeah as this 14 year old and angel came in and was like hitting on this girl you'd be like that's fucking gross it's gross. <laughs> like,
1: it's like all the stuff weird like, it's like the leonardo dicaprio has like a 19 year old girlfriend now right and people are people were like this is Leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriend, and this is Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us, and the age gap is the same. Right. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. So like funny. what the hell? It's so creepy. Yeah. So I totally agree. I think that's yeah. exactly it. Also, just for the record, nobody ever talks to Pacey about that after he has that yeah, affair it with just the teacher. Goes away, yeah. Nobody <laughs> is ever like, you know that she like assaulted you, right? right. Nobody. He's Nobody just at. fine and totally sexually confident and like not fucked up well, at all the rest of the time. Because the show
0: was treating it like it was like this a romance. sexy romance. Yeah. And it was like, this is actually a huge problem and yeah. we're just not going to address it because of the way media portrays this stuff. But anyway, huge Dawn side tangent. Yeah, we love sorry. Dawn and uh, <laughs> we'll be unapologetically loving Dawn. I'm sure she'll do things that piss us off, but she's of supposed course, to piss yeah. us off. Um, and then back at home, I love that uh, Willow is with Buffy here, mm-hmm. um, and while they're like getting Joyce to settle and um, trying to convince her to not get up and do a bunch of shit, and yeah. and she is in such mom mode of just yeah. like no, I well I feel useless until I was like just sitting just, here, just recovered. Jesus.
1: <laughs> I also think it's um it's just another pile on the the Riley stuff that he like leaves against medical advice. And is like, I'm fine. And she's like, I've never seen anyone with tachycardia like you who I let go home. You are way against my advice. The doctor is like, you couldn't be more against my medical advice if you tried.
0: He's also not with Buffy taking her mom home. Like, what? where are you? Is he playing basketball right now? Like, what the fuck are you doing, Riley? You... Piece of garbage.
1: I think he um, probably is. He,
0: I think he is, because I, I think next time we see him, he's playing he's basketball. He's playing basketball. Um, <laughs> so then Dawn, uh, right before the basketball scene, they're upstairs in Buffy's room, and Don actually gives Buffy the idea of saying something into the phone. Yeah. And I kind of wish she let Don know like hey you helped yeah. because I think it would be good for Don's mental health but I get why Buffy didn't think she's just like you know hyper focused on <laughs> well
1: right now Don's mental health is fine for the most part yeah yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> I, I mean I meant more like <laughs>
0: yeah. in the progressiveness of like yeah. if she had more like uh, but anyway Riley playing basketball he fucks up Graham and the government guys pretty easily I uh, love
1: Graham I, I we talked about this a bit in season 4 especially because we were comparing Graham and Forrest and how they're both underwritten but in different ways I guess and so Graham is pretty underwritten but I just I just vibe with him more because he's not a total asshole like Forrest was. <laughs> um so I always wished he came back a little like more that he or, or that he like stuck around I guess except for I forgot Riley is totally not involved in the government anymore at all right now. Yeah. I thought he I like had forgotten that he like was totally gone and Graham yeah, is think... still in it and that's why he's back.
0: Yeah, once he punched that general he's like all right I'm out. Um, and then Graham tells Buffy she needs to get Riley to the government. The Scoobies meet up. Xander talks, <laughs> so Xander talks in code about how he used to love Buffy. Yeah, maybe he just needs some time alone. Like, I had this friend once who really liked this girl, and he got all worried that maybe she didn't like him back, and maybe that made him act like a total jerk. Maybe Riley reminds me of that friend, but he said it in the most like uh-huh. convoluted way, and everybody's like what in the hell are you talking about? And yeah. Anya thinks he's talking about her. Himself, which is, yeah. Which is hysterical. I, <laughs> and Buffy's like, can we move on? What are, What is this? Shut yeah. up.
1: <laughs> I love that she's actually like most of the time just clueless about Xander's feelings for her. Like, yeah. and again, I think he doesn't still have feelings for her. Certainly not in the same way that he did in like seasons one and two, right. but um. I do like that it, like, it's just not even something that, like, crosses her mind. She's just right. always like, "What? The, what is this about? Because like, cause she's like, there's no way it's about me. So, like, yeah. this has to be about something else. What are you right, talking yeah. about? This
0: is so far removed. They, I, I want to say the only time that she's ever actively thinking about when he had feelings for her is in season eight. I think it's season eight or mm. season nine. It's in one of those where she's, yeah. like... Tries to bang Xander, and he's oh. in a he's in a relationship, and yeah, she's so fuck. It's a weird storyline. Season nine um, has
1: a really weird storyline, a really weird Buffy like Buffy centric storyline.
0: Yeah, there's there's some stuff there.
1: But it does lead to my favorite Spike storyline, which is him living in a dirigible on the moon with a bunch of Aliens. sentient life-sized cockroaches.
0: Oh, it's so good. I fucking love it so much. <laughs> it's so it's like that's one of those things where it's like this would never be on the TV never show. On it's TV. so insane, but in the but comics it so it's so good. Funny. Um, and then Spike and Harmony. So it's smaller than a bread box.
1: <laughs> no, only 3.
0: Harmony? Is it a sodding bread box?
1: Yes! Oh my
0: God! Someone's Blondie Bear is a 20 question genius. For some reason, the phrase, is it a sodding bread box, is just, it cracks me up every time. Same. He's like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Because also, I want to point out that it has taken him 26 question or 16 questions. <laughs>
0: to get to this To <laughs> the bread get box. to,
1: is it the size of a bigger or smaller than a bread box? And, yeah. like, how does Harmony even know what a bread box is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and
0: his, his demeanor when he realizes he's like is it a sonic
1: he's so uh,
0: uh, like he's just
1: like beaten down by, yeah. by the fact that he's playing 20 questions with harmony and yeah. he's just like ugh
0: he's like what is my life right now and then Buffy shows up offers money and information that's very valuable to Spike
1: Yeah, Riley's sick with some
0: initiative thing and he's missing I think he might be in the caves so you find to bring him to the fourth floor of the hospital their
1: doctors get to him in time
0: you get the cash, Buffy. You dummy. Um, it,
1: it, that actually makes me think of um, the later, the episode later in the season when Willow goes to do something stupid, and Buffy's like, "No, no, I told her she couldn't do something stupid." <laughs> but she has all the information about he, wha, where and how to do the stupid right. thing, and Spike is like, "Are you a fucking idiot?" Of is course, she's, she's doing yeah, the stupid she's thing.
0: Doing it. What are you stupid? <laughs> um, and then uh, she. Spike asks for half the money, so she rips it in half. That's a, first, that's a
1: power move, by the way. Yeah.
0: This isn't the first power move she's gonna do with money.
1: Dude, don't even speak to me about that. <laughs> there is it breaks, nothing. It
0: breaks my heart.
1: Literally, okay. It happens in so many things. Like it happens in like Moulin Rouge, for example. I don't think there's anything meaner than like somebody being Uh, like being in a fight with somebody and then being like on the ground below you and just hucking money at them like hucking (laughs) bills of money at them it's so mean it's so fucked up because she also does something in this scene that I've never totally noticed before she doesn't punch him in the face she She slaps she slaps him yeah that's so much meaner yeah it's it just feels meaner because the we we've discussed it before. Everybody knows the punches to the nose for him are like foreplay, but yeah. she slaps him in the face like a gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, she slaps him like a gentleman, and I'm yeah. just sort of like, yeah, his she's poor just, little Victorian heart.
0: She, yeah, she's not even giving him like. Fight! She's like you're a little bitch.
1: You're just do what I ask. Just like, do it. Ridiculous. <laughs> yes,
0: so good. Uh, and then Graham and the doctor interrupted by Spike and Harmony. I love so much because it's so absurd when you step back and look at it that. She kills the security guard, holds up his dead body, and knocks on the door. When they could just walk in, like, yeah. they didn't have to trick him. It's a push door. Like, yeah. you literally just, like, <laughs> the little We're knock not, and like, holding him up. Like, what game are we playing? You're there's no security.
1: Him. This is also at the regular hospital. <laughs> yes, where, this, this is, is not a government is facility.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, why all that? Um, Spike tells the doctor to take out his chip. And then Buffy finds Riley. He's punching a wall. He he he's tells such a Buffy fool. to yeah. He's in it. this seems awful. He tells Buffy to back off. He doesn't want to be quote unquote just another guy. It's gross. Do you think that I spent the last year with you because you had superpowers? If that's what I wanted, then I'd be dating Spike. Uh, it's Check interesting out that though. Freudian slip. What's interesting is I don't think Riley would be this bad. this could sound stupid i don't think riley would be this bad if he wasn't this character (laughs) like sure if i don't necessarily i know i go against the popular opinion amongst most of our listeners um i don't necessarily think buffy can't date a human i think she could date the right human I think she could be satisfied and happy with someone who wasn't super insecure all the time. I mean, I don't know what that looks like. I just don't think it's completely out of this world. I just, I obviously think Riley is absolutely wrong for her and he's very insecure and he's got all these problems, but yeah. he's saying all these things where he's just like, I need to be enough for you. And I'm like, you're putting all that in your head. You didn't do yeah. anything to indicate like you're not enough for her physically or strength yeah. wise. Like she needs a someone to be out in the field with her. Like that all of that's in your head.
1: That's a hundred. You're a hundred percent right. And it's also, it, it's the same thing as in the previous episode where he told Xander that she didn't love him. And it's like, you are projecting all of this stuff. You are taking Buffy's agency away and projecting all of your insecurities on your feelings about how she feels about you. And you're not taking into account anything about the way she acts or treats you or anything like that. And so that to me is what's the most frustrating part about it is he is saying all of these things to her as if they are fact. And she is actually coming back to him and being like, no, actually you're wrong. Like, I don't need you to be a superhero. And again, if I wanted to date a superhero, there's one right over there. Like, like, and he's harmless and he can't hurt me. So like, that's what I'd be doing. And I think What's narratively interesting to me about Riley as a character and especially the this like last sort of real gasp of his character arc is that I think a lot of the insecurity is because he did used to be strong like he was strong and he was capable and even though she was still stronger than him he could keep up you know mm-hmm. like physically in a fight and everything and so I can sort of understand that and if they had Maybe even just framed it differently, I would not hate him so much but the fact that they're framing it this way where it's all in his head and she's given him no indication that any of this matters to her and she is even like you need to get this taken care of or you're going to have a heart attack and die right um that's the part that really frustrates me is that he's he's just making it all up it's it's right. all in his head and but he's putting the responsibility of his feelings on her in a way that is so inappropriate and then not helpful or healthy to their relationship. Not. And and then he also doesn't stop doing it. Mm -hmm. No matter how many times she says the right thing from this episode through to the end of their relationship, he doesn't stop doing it in a way that like just snowballs in his head and convinces him to do things that are like so much worse than the, even if the things he thought about her were true like the, if if it were true that she didn't think he was like enough of a man anymore or whatever what he ends up doing is so much worse oh, than yeah. even that the worst thing he's thinking about her that i'm just like how do you well, how did yeah, your brain you, let you go here
0: yeah how did you get to that point yeah and yeah. and i think also the thing that helps at least me hate him so much more also is it's assisted by the show pretending like Riley is right. Like the show is is trying to take us on this path of being on Riley's side by the time he leaves, especially like Into the Woods where they're like, they want it to be this big grand thing where you're just like, oh, oh, you know, like he was just, he was really struggling in Buffy and you didn't give him a a fair (laughs) shot. And it's like that, so having that, being repulsed by the show doing that eggs on our anger toward Riley, where we're just like, he's already a dipshit doing the wrong things, and you're trying to make me like him for it, so double fuck you.
1: You're like not, you're not uh, amending this hero edit that you've given him even though he's, he's doing the opposite of heroic things for like 12 episodes in a row. He's doing things that are not heroic, are emotionally damaging to Buffy, physically and emotionally damaging to himself and it's just, and then also, weirdly, the fact that he has Xander in on this, in on this whole narrative from the previous episode is just the worst wolf it's like, just so bad
0: like we talked about last episode if it just ended with him saying she doesn't love me and then mm-hmm. he was like hey I'm gonna bounce and then Dana was like he just felt like you didn't love him and she could wrestle with fine. that however I, I feel like I wouldn't hate yeah. Riley as much I'd be like you know what that was just a bad relationship yeah and that's then, fine you he know, was too he insecure to the, handle he, it, it. Yeah.
1: it's whatever the other thing is he go okay, two things. He goes a little too hard on the whole like I'm not letting the government root around in my body again. And it's like, this is your friend Graham. And like he he's what it feels like to me is that Graham is like, we all had to have this done. I and he even tells Buffy, I've been trying to get him to do this for weeks. So like
0: that's irritating.
1: He's been in contact with Riley for weeks trying to get him to do this. And so that's very frustrating. And then the other thing, too, and this is more goes back to like uh, an irritation with the production is that in addition to, like I said, continuing to give Riley this weird hero edit that doesn't make any sense, given his actual behavior is the way that they're making. Buffy act as well, where she go like gets weepy and she's like, uh, ah, you know you know me better than anyone and like I've never given this much of myself to anyone before and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, Do we all forget about Angel? Like yeah. <laughs> so we forget about how you acted back then? Although, You're not I mean, giving I will, shit to Riley. I,
0: I would argue she is right. He knows her better than Angel, at least.
1: Well, sure, of course. But it's like, I don't <laughs> I don't believe that she truly believes that she is as emotionally invested in oh, this relationship no. as she was with Angel. There's no, no way. There's no. just simply no way.
0: That, yeah, that's absurd.
1: And so it's like, you know, continuing this like hero edit for Riley and then giving like making Buffy like pathetic and weepy about riley's invented feelings it's not it's not working on either front and so it just it it's just like a black hole of chemistry
0: yeah
1: and then also the like even you can even have a black hole of chemistry and still have a like interesting relationship like that is narratively and character based interesting but it's not even that so it's like yeah. a black hole of chemistry and a black hole of storytelling and i'm just like none of Get this him hangs here. together <laughs> i'm so tired
0: well what's interesting too is the way they cap this scene is riley says loving you is the scariest thing i've ever done and buffy's like i don't know why and yeah. i am right with her i'm like i don't know what why are you either. talking about Riley, like it is so easy to love yeah. her. There's also, like, there's literally no complication in this other than whatever fucking fantasy is in your head, you you're weirdo. You're making it like,
1: up. So that's the thing, too. You're totally right because, uh, first of all, I'm like, no, it's not hard to love her. Look at all of the other characters in this show that love her, and we're adding a new one at the end of this episode. Right. And then number two, what in your brain makes you think that that's a good thing to say?
0: Right, like, this is so much work. Then go
1: away! I'm so scared to love shit. you. It's such hard, scary work to love you. Well, then you're not doing it right. Yeah, then maybe then you neither, don't love her. Like, yeah, then neither weirdo. of us are good at this. It's like the... um. So like a lot of celebrity couples who talk about like their relationships, like it's specifically Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, because it, I, if I woke up tomorrow and I saw they were getting divorced, I would not be surprised because every time either one of them talks about their relationship, they're like, it's the hardest work I've ever done. It's like I wake up every day and I have to choose to love him. And I'm like,
0: oh, this sounds God.
1: awful. <laughs> <laughs> like i like my i liked my husband first like i liked him as a person and wanted to spend time with him first and then i fell in love with him and then we got married and i'm just like i feel like if you are every day waking up and slogging through the choice to keep loving your spouse that's maybe not the relationship for you right (laughs) i don't think it should be that hard (laughs) <laughs> it's like
0: every every marriage doesn't have to be, like, gone girl. Like, Jesus yeah, I Christ. I mean,
1: seriously, it's really in- insane.
0: Um, and then we go to Spike being operated on. Harmony won't shut up. Uh, and she's and, smoking. <laughs> and she's smoking, yeah, which we get to in the next part. Uh, Buffy and Riley find Graham. Riley's getting weak. Uh, Graham tells them that about Spike and Harmony. The doc, so the doc basically, this is hysterical, because he like he distracts Harmony by telling her to put out a cigarette. And she's a, at first, she's just like, where does it say that? And he's like, yeah. the sign. She's like, Literally oh my god, I'm so wall. sorry. Like her being <laughs> worried about the sign saying those is so Harmony and so funny. I also, and he does it so that he can pretend to take yeah. the chip out, which is great. <clears throat>
1: There's also a uh, a really funny moment that I also think goes towards Spike's character where um, Harmony tells the Doctor he can't hurt any living thing. He can't even pick flowers, (laughs) and Spike is so incensed by that. He's like, "Yes, I can." I I love the idea of him just going out and like snatching up a bouquet just to prove he can do it. Be like.
0: Yeah, his fight back on that is so funny. He was like, what? No, I could totally do that.
1: He's so, I I just think it's funny how annoyed he is by that. Yeah. It's just silly.
0: It's so silly. And then Buffy and Riley show up um, and they have a showdown with Spike and Harmony. Uh, Spike very quickly finds out that he can't um, hurt anybody when he tries to bite Buffy and has a headache. Uh, And then and then the fight's over harmony buffy or riley faints so harmony is able to scuttle out of there with uh, spike and the and setup of this yeah <laughs> it's funny because it's it's great blocking and storytelling because buffy's wearing the outfit that comes into the dream later mm-hmm. and it is it's a reason for her to not follow after them um like if she's incensed by this whole fight and just like fuck it i'm going to end the spike thing now yeah. like it makes sense like oh i have to take care of riley and they go which makes that next scene so much more believable, which we'll get into. Um, But she heals Riley. um, And I just want to say before we get to the next scene, which is great. And I really want to talk about it. Riley is bummed when... Because she's like, see, I'm still here. You're healed mm-hmm. and I'm still here. And that's all that needs to be said. It's like, I'm not, I'm your girlfriend. Like, we're fine. Stop being a fucking weirdo. And yeah. then she says, I'm going to go check on my mom. You know, the woman who raised me and fainted in my fucking kitchen and has something wrong with her head. I'm going to go check on her. He immediately looks like insulted. Like, oh, you're just going to leave me? And then we this is where I'm mad at, at the show because we focus on her hands leaving his hands. And he like slowly collapses his hands together to imply like, oh yeah, Buffy is leaving him. He's better and she's better. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Buffy's doing what Buffy is supposed to be doing in yeah. this moment, you fucking assholes. I don't care about Riley.
1: It's just like, Riley is awake. He's been fixed. He's awake. He's recovering. Like He's also wearing street clothes, so he's right. fine. Like He's yeah. about to be discharged. This feels like it was an outpatient procedure, which is insane to me. Yeah. And then <laughs> an outpatient heart procedure. Right. That seems ridiculous. Um, <laughs>
0: That's a little nuts.
1: Yeah. So, so I just don't. It doesn't. Like, why should she not go check on her mom, who like yeah. also just had a medical emergency, and she just wants to make sure she's fine? And ugh.
0: yeah, it's dumb. It's it makes me so mad. Um, and then Buffy Spike is in his tomb, and Buffy. breaks Oh well, in. We, you
1: skipped the the scene with um with Graham and Riley. Because oh yeah, Ri- we're great,
0: yeah. Because Graham rightfully actually, so. Like, I didn't give a shit.
1: Well, I do I don't give a shit either, but I do think it's important because this also uh impacts Riley's like mental state and like oh, feelings yeah. about all of this cuz he's like what are you going to do? Are you going to just like there's a mission out there and you're just going to like be the mission's boyfriend or whatever, which if we want to talk about the significance of the word mission in this show, because (laughs) I do want to talk about that. Um, But I do think, uh, I just do think it, it, it makes a lot of sense and it does go to like Riley's headspace for the rest of his episodes. And I don't think Graham is doing this maliciously. He very much is like, we have like work to do and like, you are welcome to come with us. Like you need a purpose. Like, why don't you like, come with us, you know? Yeah. Um. But I think Riley takes that and really twists it to suit, to like fit the narrative he's already telling himself. Yeah. And which is obviously gross, but I, I do think that this scene is important. Yeah. For that reason, because it's just like Riley's taking in a bunch of information, but he's only picking and choosing what he's applying to the scenario in his head, and mm-hmm. I just—I mean, I will funny. say,
0: I—I I don't, I don't think Graham's saying it maliciously. I also don't think Graham's like completely innocent in what he's doing because the implication <laughs> Are is any
1: like military recruiters. <laughs> no, I know, yeah,
0: it's, <laughs> it's bad. But as his friend, I feel like he. Sh- it, this is this is a hard a hard push for him. Sure, where yeah. it's like you're telling you're telling Riley that he needs to. He can't just join because he would be doing the same thing with yeah. the military. What mm-hmm. he's doing with the Scoobies is what he would be doing with the military. He would just have you know a bigger team and more more tools and more money, but he would be falling in line. He's he's a young soldier. He mm-hmm. would be falling in line and doing what they told him, just like he's doing with the Scoobies. Only he has more freedom. Yeah, with the Scoobies, and so the whole idea of like you're what the mission's girlfriend. I was like, okay. Or your no sorry, your the mission's boyfriend. <laughs> uh. Either way. Either way. Um, But like you're dating the mission. And I'm like, no, he's still with them and in the fight. Like you're, he's emasculating Riley essentially to get him to come join the military, which was the issue I had with it. I I get what he's doing and he's not doing it like fuck Buffy. It's more just like, I thought we were bros and what's going on?
1: Yeah. I also do think to not, I, I don't disagree. I definitely think you're right. But I do think also at this point in time, even despite the fact that the government and the military just fixed riley i do think he would need a hard sell and so i think yeah. that graham is like you are gonna need a hard push a hard yeah, sell no, for sure from me to even consider this so like i do think he's pulling out all the stops in a way that he maybe wouldn't if he hadn't like yeah read between the lines a little but yeah, eh. i don't know yeah
0: it's yeah. weird um i also get very like <laughs> Bias and angry when I see <laughs> <laughs> when I see people like pushing people to join the military. Yeah. Don't do um, that. Don't do it. Um, and then not, we
1: have the big scene of the episode. And then
0: we have the big scene of the episode uh, where Buffy bursts in.
1: Should have known it's you. Been
0: nearly six hours. Well, it would have been less if I wasn't busy cleaning up your mess. My mess. I just borrowed the dock. The mess is yours, Slayer. Yours and the boy's. I'm done. Spike, you're a killer. And I should have done this years ago. You know what? Do it. Bloody just do it. What? End my torment. Seeing you every day, everywhere I go, every time I turn around. Take me out of a world that has you in it. Just kill me. And, you know, obviously he rips his shirt off and then they gets and everything. Um, that part is great. That is He's very so great. He's so fit. And apparently, the, I, I think you and I talked about this too. There's like deleted scenes where like it gets so much more heated. Like they yeah. collapse on the ground and she's on top of him. I've um, seen
1: there's production stills for sure. Oh yeah, that's that, what yeah. it is.
0: Production stills where I'm just like, oh, we that should have been in the show. That would have been cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, but what's interesting is this works so well. This moment works so well doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere Mm-mm. which is a huge thing to point out because it's it it could very easily be a jumping the shark moment mm-hmm. if they haven't been building this up so anybody who's just like denying the chemistry between these two and the sexual tension Mm -hmm. that's been building up over season four. Like, Um, if this this would not have, this would have broken the show. Yeah. I 100% believe this would have broken the show if nothing had led up to it. If he was just Mm -hmm. a villain and there was no chemistry and there was nothing in between them and then this happened, I'd be like, what the fuck is, I I don't give a shit about this anymore. You're just doing random shit to get me excited.
1: So, two things. One, I have to disagree with you. Uh, this sexual tension has not been building since season four. It has oh, been yeah. building since, <laughs> since their fight two. in school hard. <laughs> I... I I completely agree. Do we I'm really so need weapons? No, they just make me feel manly. Absolutely. Th- this sexual <laughs> nah. tension has been present the yeah, entire
0: time. 100%, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and then I actually think I forgot what my second point was going to be.
0: Because you were thinking about the sexual I tension I was thinking about, about sexual tension
1: too much. But like that is like, it, it has been building the entire time and i think that it's i i don't it's so hard to divorce my feelings about spike um from like what is on the page right but i just i don't understand how people don't see it like if this was truly shocking to somebody I want to study their brain. Like I want to know what the inside of their brain looks yeah. like because this is such an obvious next step for me.
0: Oh, uh, well, 100%, absolutely. And 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 shocking in the, in the sense like cuz it was still shocking. It was just well, like, "Oh my sure. god, but it, it yeah. was shocking in the sense like what the fuck? This isn't this doesn't make yeah. any sense." Um, but w- what I think is fascinating is the way the scene is blocked out is so accurate mm-hmm. to what it would be in real life, like if this happened and it wasn't a dream, Mm -hmm. like Buffy comes in, he rips his shirt off to give her easy access to kill him, Mm -hmm. and then he, in this tense moment, he grabs her and kiss, like if she kissed him, moment broken. Sure. If she gave into it immediately, moment broken. Like the fact that he grabbed her, kissed, she was confused, pushed back and was grossed out, but then like realized that she was yeah. into it and then gave into it. Like the the way all of that, it was just like, oh, this is exactly how it would play out. This is it so
1: good. It all checks out. It, yeah, all, it checks all checks out. out. It all hangs together. Um, I don't think this is what I was gonna say, but I do remember, Um, and I don't remember if it was another actor, like if it was David Boreanaz or if it was Joss, but one of them after they like filmed this episode, Was basically, like, because Spike was a popular character, but they, like, sat him down and they were like, well, now you've kissed Sarah on TV. Like, you need to be prepared. (laughs) Like, You need to understand what's about to happen. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, I always thought it was really funny that they were like, you're it's gonna be different after this like for the like fans and stuff oh why it's gonna... we're,
0: fa- we're fans doing crazy shit whenever any Buffy would kiss well anybody? I just
1: think well you of course but I just think they were sort of like you th- you think you're popular now but you kind of have oh, no idea gotcha. like it's yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. it's gonna reach another level that you're not prepared for so like oh, prepare wow. for that yeah
0: <laughs> that's fascinating um but yeah and so Spike wakes up and he's just flummoxed <laughs> Oh, God, no. Yeah. And we get to explore Spike figuring that out over the next couple episodes until our absolute
1: <sighs> Literally the best episode of the whole series. Oh, it's so good. I have,
0: I have, I have, I, I, I'm building up the hype to it so much, but I'm just like so excited to do the art piece for Fool for Love. How, have you decided of- on something? I decided on something two years ago. Like, shut up! I've, you never I've told been... me, did you? <laughs> uh-uh, I don't cause...
1: think you ever told me.
0: Because <laughs> I want to release it and just yeah. like have it go out, but like I've been wi- been waiting to get to it because I'm like I yeah. just want
1: to make this thing that I have. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> uh-uh. In
0: my opinion, I, I released it and was like, "Well, that's stupid," <laughs> but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm
1: excited too.
0: Um. But yeah, that's this episode. Um. Thank I you. I can't believe for we li- talked
1: for a whole hour about this Riley episode.
0: I know. Well, there's yeah. there's some good Spike stuff. In there's there.
1: good stuff in it, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and there's good Dawn stuff and that's Mom true. stuff. Um, but that's it. That's this episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Carly
1: and I'm with my other show at So I'm Watching, or my personal account at fiddledd 85
0: As always, do the things, and we will see you next week.
1: Bye.